Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. So listen, she said you're about to lose your job. Tonight's message is, let's get to work. Now, I got to say this. Y'all, on Sunday, y'all were all with one accord. The whole section got up and did the dance. And tonight, it was just a few of y'all. Y'all, y'all they didn't know. Okay, that's all right. It's going to be all right. So God, have your way in this experience tonight. Speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with power. Guys, take five seconds real quick. But let's worship the Lord. How do I worship? Tell him he's amazing. Lift your hands. Open your mouth. Let's take five seconds to saturate ourselves to receive. Five, come on. Let me hear you, Wednesday. Four, do it at home, too. Three, two, one. Now I need you to let out a shout right here. Hallelujah. 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 Hey, all right, let's get to work. So you know our series is viral videos, and Sunday's was you about to lose your job. But this message is called, in fact, this. This message is called, let's get to work. On Sunday, I taught you about the woman in the video because her story is a living epistle just like ours. 2 Corinthians 3.3. 3. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us. Your life is a letter. And I encourage you on Sunday not to judge somebody's letter uh, because of its current uh, paragraph because their letter is not done being written yet. That needs to be an encouragement to you to, one, don't judge other people because they're in a bad spot. But for those of you that feel like you're in a bad spot, you just need to say, my letter's not done. My letter... Uh-uh. You need to say that thing like you believe in these last four. God's about to switch the whole trajectory of your letter. Like your letter's going to go from sad and sorry to at the top and winning. It's going to go from I didn't know how he was going to do it to my God. I just watched him do it. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Somebody say he's rewriting my letter. He's re. 
Yeah, I know you had a bad marriage, but that was then. He's about to rewrite your next. I know you had some financial struggles. That was then. He's about to rewrite your next. I know that you lost some money in the business deal. He's about to rewrite your next. I know you lost the house, but baby, he's about to rewrite your next. I know they repoed the car, but he's about to rewrite your next. I know you felt depressed and discouraged like nobody would ever love you, but baby, he's about to rewrite your letter. Somebody said, my letter's about to get real good. I Say it like you mean it. Say, my letter's about to get real good. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with the ink, uh, the uh, human ink, let me have the verse, please, but the spirit of the living God, not on the tablets of stone, but on the tablets of human heart. What does this mean? God says people will read your life, and your life will become a letter, which means how we live is more important than what we say. Because what we say is recorded, but how we live is observed. And this is why it's so important, watch me, that you don't just, uh, uh, people don't just know you're a Christian because you tell them. They should know that we're Christians because of how we live. Watch, that doesn't mean we're perfect. It means when we mess up, when we screw up, when we make mistakes, we fix it and we get it right. See, never let anybody say, you're supposed to be a Christian. And you, and, no, 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 no. Say, proof that I'm a Christian is that I did make that mistake. Watch me. And I own that joker. But what makes me a Christian is not that I'm perfect, but it's that his blood covers me. So I may have messed up. I own that. I apologize. I'm like Anita Baker. I apologize. Believe me, I do. I apologize. Honest and true. But listen, what you're not about to do is hold that over my head. Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are made new somebody say my life is a letter so your life is a letter one day people aren't going to read Isaiah they're going to read you one day they are not going to read Jeremiah they're going to read you so we have to live in such a way watch this that our lives are worth reading this is why you cannot settle this is why you cannot get complacent this is why you cannot tolerate average. This is why I don't care if there's nobody around you pushing you to get better. When you come here, I pray that every message pushes you to get better. When you tune in, I pray every message pushes you to get better because there's more in you. If you still have a pulse, God still has a plan, which means he's not done with your letter. I need you to catch that. Say, he's not done with my letter. Which means in these last four, we are about to give them something to read about. All right, let me come over here because ain't no faith over there. In these last four, you're about to give them something to read. In these last four, they're going to read and say, God, don't. The only explanation for what happened in her life, the only explanation for what happened in his life is it had to be God. God's about to put something big in your hands, and I wish you'd give them a praise for it. Three seconds, go. Three, two, three. One. Some of y'all say, well, I don't feel like praising them. That's fine. But for the rest of us, we're about to change the way our letter's about to read. And the Lord did marvelous. And the Lord did incredible. He did exceedingly, abundantly, above all that they could ask God. The woman, she was homeless. She was dealing with addiction. She was doing sex work to survive. And she was estranged from her family. And I told you on Sunday that it's so important that we are not judgmental as Christians. Now, judgmental is different than inspecting fruit. Inspecting fruit says, based on what I see, this is what I should expect. Judgmental is, based on what I see, this person is at their end. 
In other words, you come to a conclusion that heaven hasn't yet. And I'm so glad God didn't make a conclusion on you based on how you acted last year. Based on your doubt, based on your fear, watch me, based on your rebellion. The truth is you should be dead and you should have some diseases right now that took you out. But God decided I've not concluded about them yet. Here she is. She is a homeless person dealing with addiction, doing sex work to survive. And she's estranged from her family and son. Life sometimes is like this. I've used this before, but I want to use this now. Um, all of these things are connected because what ends up making this woman go into a viral video is not her good moment. It's her worst moment. And some of us, we wish God would have stopped us from our worst moment. Not realizing that what hurts you deepest is what's going to help you most. I wish you were honest tonight that there was some stuff that's gone down in your life even over this year that you were like, God, why, like Jesus, why couldn't you let this cup pass from me? Why did I have to go through that? Why did I have to deal with that? Why did I have to put up with that? Why did so-and-so do me like that? Why did they lie? Why did they leave? Why did they betray? And God says, what you don't understand is all of this is connected. Come here. All of this is connected. And with, watch me. And if one piece in the puzzle isn't there, where you are and where you're headed, you can't get there because it's connected. I'm going to see if I can say it another way. See, she was homeless, but her being homeless, it led her to addiction. But in homelessness, she had to learn, watch me, that God will still provide for you even when you don't know where you're going to lay your head overnight. See, you wouldn't have known he's a healer unless you've been sick. You wouldn't know that he's a way maker unless you were at a standstill and there did not look like there was a way. You wouldn't worship him if you didn't watch him get you through some stuff. So she's homeless, but that homelessness is connected to her addiction because her addiction is a methodology to cope from her life. And before you judge people with drug addiction, check your food addiction. Before you judge people with drug addiction, check your gossip addiction. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Before you judge people about their drug addiction, check your sex addiction. Check your porn addiction. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Check your nasty, rude attitude addiction because some of y'all, I can't figure out how God been so good to you, yet your attitude is so nasty. Don't y'all push me. God is so good that even if something breaks, he'll just give you a fresh start. She's homeless. Her homelessness produces addiction because addictive behavior is our coping mechanism to make us get through something. It takes our mind off of reality so that for a moment we get to live in a parallel universe where we don't have the problem that created the addiction. This is why I need you to say, say, Lord, loose me from every addiction. See, some of you are addicted to being negative. If anybody says anything good, here you come, raining on the parade. I rebuke your, uh, uh, your parade rainers. Over the next four months, I pray God would put people around you that will find how we're going to get it done instead of telling you ways it's not going to get done. You need some let's go get it done people in your life, not some people that's going to be negative. Right? 
So look, so she is, she is, she's homeless. She's dealing with addiction. And now, as a result of addiction, she needs money to fuel the addiction. Her money wasn't being used to get out of being homeless. Because when you have addictive behavior, you're just trying to fuel the addiction, which never solves the problem. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. So now she's doing sex work to survive, which means she is laying down with strangers in order to get money to fuel an addiction, which doesn't solve the problem that you're homeless. Notice, 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 watch. She's doing sex work to survive, which means her mentality is not, I'm trying to thrive or live. I'm just breathing. And the Bible doesn't say, I am come that you might have breath. It says, I am come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Many of you watch me. You've breathed for 40 years, but you haven't lived one. But I prophesy to everybody under the sound of my voice, your life is about to begin in a way you've never experienced it. He says, I am come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Life is the heap of the Greek word zoe, which means abundant life, which means when people see you, they come back to life. It means not that things are perfect. It just means I see progress. So look, here she is. She is doing, uh, she's homeless, dealing with addiction, doing sex work to survive. And now she's estranged from her family and son. But all of these things say they're connected. Because she doesn't want her son. Her son's name was Juju. She don't want Juju to see her like this. And there's some of you where you have hid yourself from your help because you don't want them to see you at your worst. <laughs> you could have came back in this building weeks ago. You just wouldn't even look at the pre-registration because you wanted to hide from your help. Because you didn't want your help. Your help is this house. Your help is this world. You didn't want your help to see you like this. I rebuke you being shame. I rebuke you being fearful. I declare you will not hide from your help. Say everything's connected. Everything is connected. All of these things got her to where I'm preaching a message about her. God uses some of the most interesting people in the Bible. He uses a woman named Rahab. He uses a woman named Rahab who in the scripture, Rahab was a woman that was known for being friendly with the saints. Friendly with the saints is church language for being a little loose. For those of you who still can't figure out what I'm saying, she was a midnight lady. Google it, it's Marvin Gaye. Listen! <laughs> Check this out. But, but, but she's in the genealogy of Jesus. Everybody else looked at her and says, look at this. She has no value. And when God looks at the same thing, God says, that's what gives her value. Show the chain. Everybody, let's say right there. Everybody, everybody looked at her and said, this is why she has no value. But when God looked at her, show the full chain for me, please. But when God looked at her, God says, but that's what gives her value. The stuff you're trying to bury is the stuff God wants to use to bless. I wish there was somebody in here that wasn't ashamed of your testimony. Uh, I wish there was somebody watching online that could say, yeah, I did that, 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 and that. I did a whole lot of stuff, a lot of stuff God covered. Matter of fact, there's some stuff people got to tell me what I did because I forgot what I did because I was doing so much. 
But here's the verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. But therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a what? New creation. The old has passed away. All has become new. Go back. She was homeless. She ain't homeless no more. Thank you. She was dealing with sex addiction. Or dealing with addiction. She's not dealing with it anymore. She was doing sex work to survive. But she's not doing that anymore. She was estranged from her family and son, but she's not anymore. I just need to check the room. Who can give God glory that your was will no longer be your now? Maybe you've been perfect all your life, but I haven't, partner. So let me tell you what I'm about to do. I will bless the Lord at all times because my was is not mine now. Why is this important? Because when we look at the text, we see how she gets to this stage. She gets to this stage because a security guard detains her after asking her to leave a nightclub, and she left her purse inside. And on Sunday, I taught you that distractions lead to detention. Detention means this, keeps you from proceeding. See, why was she at the nightclub? You're at a nightclub because you were trying to get your mind off of the realities of your present circumstances and conditions. So it becomes a distraction. Question, I said this to you on Sunday, what do you use as your distraction? What do you use as your distraction? And I had you write them down at 11.15, had you write them down, or I had you put them on your phone, and I had you touch the altar, because you will not, please listen to me, you cannot and you will not deal with that thing for the last four months of this year. He said, Bishop, how can you make that declaration? Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat its fruit. So I don't just need you to hear me say it. I need you to hear yourself say it. Say, I will not be distracted. I wish you'd say that thing like you wanted the enemy to know. Listen, you may have messed with me for the first part of this year, but for these last four, I will not be distracted. It means to keep from proceeding, to hold back. It means affliction, affliction. Or sickness. All of these are what it means to be detained. So in that moment, she couldn't proceed. She was held back. She was afflicted. And I taught you on Sunday that when your body doesn't sense purpose, your body won't fight off sickness. This is why sometimes people can have a, a particular illness for a long period of time and they be doing fine because they still have a sense of purpose. And the moment they get a diagnosis, then all of a sudden their body stops fighting because their body thinks that that diagnosis is their end, not realizing this is nothing but a distraction to try to get me into detention. That's why I speak health over you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I declare that every cell in your body flows and it functions exactly as God has ordained. The Bible says that healing is the children's bread, which means when I'm a child of God, healing belongs to me. Say, I'm the healed of God. So look, so look, she protests him detaining her with this ad lib song and dance telling who and what was detaining her. What's she say? You are about to lose your job. Now, what's amazing is how she was able to have joy while she's in cuffs. Could it be that how you handle detention determines how God brings deliverance? Now, you may say, Bishop, 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 my life is going amazing. But let's tell the truth, though. Just me and you. Forget everybody else. Just me and you. But there are some areas where if you are honest, 
There are some things that have been detaining you, holding you back, keeping you from proceeding. I'm not this. I'm not that. I can't do this. I don't have that education. I got this record. I went through this. I went through that. This happened to me. My mama told me this. My daddy told me this. My daddy didn't tell me this. My mama didn't tell me this. This happened. That happened. That happened. And you need to look at what's detaining you and do what sister did and said, you are about to lose your what would happen if you started speaking to depression and saying, mm -mm, mm -mm, you were about to lose your job? What if you started looking at your debt and say, you were about to lose your Okay, all right, let me, let me get your faith right in this room. Some of you say, well, Bishop, you know, I, I just don't see it that way. <laughs> Maybe you like detention. I discovered that not everybody wants results. Some people want attention. Some people never ever want anything to get better because without a problem, they don't have a crowd. Come on. You've seen people like this in your life where you offer a solution that would work and they never work the solution and you're trying to figure out why won't you work the solution? Because if I work the solution, I no longer have a problem. I no longer have a problem. I no longer have a crowd. I no longer have a crowd. I no longer get attention. I no longer get attention. I no longer feel like I have a reason for being on the earth because I've now associated their applause with my value. And so if they ain't clapping for me, if they ain't checking on me, if they ain't looking after me, then I think I don't have value. But can I tell you, the crowd is not going to be the ones to get you free. So look at Mark 11, 23. Let me show you this in the Bible. Let me show you this in the Bible, all right? We're about to turn up in just about four minutes. Mark 11, 23. Now ready? I'm about to teach. Truly, this is Jesus speaking, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain. Now here's the deal. I remember one guy came to me years ago. He said, Bishop, I went to the mountains. <laughs> and I told the mountain to move. And it didn't move. And I just felt like God let me down. I said, well, you should have figured out what mountain meant. You was trying to do Superman or something. That ain't scripture. Because mountain, listen, mountain in Greek, the language of our New Testament, it does not mean literal mountain. It doesn't mean peak. It doesn't mean Pike's Peak. Here's what mountain means in the Greek language of our New Testament. If y'all don't shout, I promise you I'm leaving tonight. I'm out of here tonight. I promise you, I'm walking out. They can do whatever they want to do. I'm out. Say, what's a mountain, Bishop? In Greek, it means what's detaining you. Okay. You didn't hear what I just said. Jesus said, say to this mountain, you about to lose your... Whatever's detaining me, you about to lose your job. Jesus is the one that came up with this. And God used a 27-year-old woman from Dillon, South Carolina to illuminate a scripture. Whatever's detaining you, be taken up and thrown into the sea. Shall you about to lose your job? Jesus said, Look at what's detaining you. Say to this mountain, what's detaining you? Here's the second definition, difficult problem. Most of us let our problems overtalk us. And I need you to learn just in this instance how to be a bully. Just in this instance, just, just right here. Somebody say, just right here. 
Here's the art of bullying. Let me teach you in case you haven't watched the news to see what one looks like. Say amen. amen. Just right here. Christians, don't be doing this to one another. Okay, don't do this. Don't say I learned this in church. Just when it comes to your problems. So, 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 come on, come on. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. And then let me have you too because you tall. Come on. You tall. All right, so you, you back up. All right, here you go. Okay, y'all come on. Step into the light, Caroline. Come on, Shirley and Jackie. I told y'all who they were. I would put it on social media. Okay, y'all look at one another. Now, who you think? Now, 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 now who you think? <laughs> he ready. Based, if I look at me, based on his size, you would automatically think he'd win. Right? When you put money, for those of you who watch fights and put money on fights. Now, I, I don't, but I'm just saying. You, you, you say my past, yeah, in your past. Don't waste your money like that. Give it to God. Don't give your money to the man. Running numbers. <laughs> Talking about I'm believing God for a breakthrough. <laughs> Listen. Everybody watch. Everybody watch. You ready? You think he'd win because he's the mountain in the situation. You think he would succeed because he's the mountain in the situation. This you, that's your debt. This is you, this your marriage problems. This is you, this is your self-esteem issues. This is you, this your unresolved daddy issues that you say you don't have, but everybody around you knows you have because you always bring them up. This is you, this is your unresolved breakup when you were in high school. And now you treat every woman you meet like her. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Y'all got it? Put the verse up. The verse says, truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, because he's trying to go forward, but what's in your way? The mountain. Here's what Christians are doing. Y'all start fighting the mountain. And fighting the mountain, fighting the mountain, now you've made the fight a natural fight. That's why the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You fighting with your boss. Why are you fighting that low? You're fighting with your sister then. Why are you fighting with Jack and them? Y'all like, you fighting with your co- Why are you fighting this low? Touch your neighbor say raise the fight. Uh, excuse me, don't touch him. I apologize. It came out of me. Old school. I apologize. Don't you touch your neighbor. Look at, look at somebody and say raise the fight. And I trust if you did it, you did an elbow. My bad. Alright, look. Look. Check it out. Check it out. This is how Christians be fighting. And after you've done all that, you're tired. You're exhausted. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You talking about you need a nap. And here's the deal. Your mountain hasn't moved. <laughs> and now look, you bending over, needing a break. Watch me. So who, who catches you? When you're like this, come here, right here, right there. You just gonna pretend like you, you his, you his wife. You didn't used all your energy on a fight you never should have been in. So now you're acting a jack behind with her. Please say amen to me, but 
now you treat your kids crazy. Now you talking crazy to your pastor, y'all. That one didn't last long, trust. Now, you, you tripping with your leadership. And your issue is that you're depleted because you've been fighting the wrong way. Y'all still with me? So now when it's time to come to church, I'm tired. Because you've been fighting a mountain all day. And then church folk came up with songs about the mountain. I'm going up. You're out of order. It's just so hot out here for a saint. <laughs> and God is like, it's not hard. You just don't fight right. You're putting out all this energy, all this effort. So now when it's time for you to come out the house, you don't even try to get ready no more. You just, hey, everybody. Please say amen. You didn't even try to get that hair together. You're like, give me a rubber band. <laughs> and I ain't knocking you. I'm just trying to tell you how to get your strength back. I'm not beating you up. I'm just showing you how you're going to fight for the last four months. Because look at the verse. The verse doesn't say climb the mountain. It doesn't say beat the mountain. It no, you know what it says? Say to the mountain. She didn't fight the security guard. She spoke to the security guard and she told him, you about to lose your... I'm not supposed to fight with what's detaining me. I'm not supposed to fight with my difficult problem. I'm supposed to speak to it. Here's the first point of tonight's message. Everybody say, I'm going to work my words. Jesus said, say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast. Give me the verse, please. And cast into the sea. And watch it. And doesn't doubt in his heart. See, a lot of what you're calling spiritual warfare is improper fighting. You're talking about just the devil been, ooh, da da ba 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 And God is like, what are you doing? So look what Jesus says. So now everybody, everybody that you care about is getting the worst of you because you're giving your mountain the best of you. I just said something right there. And now you wonder why folk don't want to be bothered with you, don't want to deal with you because, because you give, you're nicer to your enemies than you are the people of your own house. You talk to everybody on the street, walk right past your wife. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You talk to everybody on the street, right right past your folks you say you love. They ain't going to say nothing to me. You ready? Y'all with me? Because you've given the mountain the best of you. And notice, he's still there. Because mountains don't respond to punches. Mountains don't respond to all of the energy you're putting out. 
Jesus said, Satan, what's detaining you? I love it because sister girl didn't even know she was walking by faith. Mm. She didn't even know that she was using the principles of faith. Let that be a lesson to all of us. You may think, well, I'm not a spiritualist, so-and-so, but baby, if you work this thing, it's going to work for you. Somebody say, I'm working my words. Whoever says to this mountain, what's detaining you? This difficult problem. Be taken up and thrown into the sea. Why did the Bible say taken up and thrown into the sea? It's geographical, but it's teaching us a principle. When I throw it in the sea, I don't see it anymore. When I throw it into the sea, it will go because of its weight to the very bottom of the sea. The Bible says that uh, he throws our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. Mm. In other words, it tells us that this mountain is actually your fault. Come on in here. It tells me that, listen, part of the reason I'm so attached to the mountain is because I created it. Part of the reason I'm so attached to what's detaining me is because truth be told, I'm comfortable to living like this. I'm comfortable waking up like this. I'm comfortable going through like this. But I need some of y'all tonight to make a declaration. I refuse to be comfortable with what's got to change. Come on, say, I won't be comfortable with what has to change. And put some faith on it. Say, tonight. Say it again. Say, tonight. Be taken up thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Heart in scripture, cardia is the Greek word there, New Testament for my note takers, doesn't doubt in his mind. Which means when I say it, I have to believe that what I said, I'm going to see. Say what I said, I'll see. Now here's where we run into trouble with this. Y'all stick with me, I only got two more points, we're out of here is that if you don't keep your word, you won't believe your words. Come on, this is Wednesday, church. Come on, we're mature, right? If you say, I'm going to do this at 5 tomorrow, and you already know you're lying. Watch me. Then when you say to your mountain, move, you have no faith. Watch me. Not in him but in what you said. So tonight, I want to challenge you not to have faith in God. I want you to have the faith of God in you. Say, I can trust myself. Watch me right through here. If I say I'm going to do it, that's exactly what I'm going to do. If I say A, it's going to be A. If I say B, it's going to be B. I say C, it's going to be C. Say, I trust myself. Because this ain't got nothing to do with God. Nowhere in this verse does he say anything about God. He says, for all that God you've got in you, you speak to what's detaining you. And you don't doubt what you said because you know he's backing it up. Why can I be bold in what I say? I'm not backing it up. God's backing it up. Mm-mm. I wish you act like God was backing you up. When you say, I'm coming out of debt, God's backing you up. When you say, my whole family's going to be saved, God's backing you up. When you say, I'm going to see more of my next four, God is backing. But believes what he says will come to pass. 
Everybody say the last part with me. It will be done for him. Say it with me one more time. It will be done for him. One more again. It will be done. What happened in the video? Okay, y'all, come on, don't, come on, it ain't deep, it ain't deep. Some of y'all trying to really go back and put it up on YouTube, it ain't deep, it ain't deep. She spoke, go ahead and turn around, all right, put your hands behind your back, all right. Don't ever get used to this, men, this is not where we belong, all right, all right, just, just, okay. And what did she say? She turned her head as far as she could, and what did she say? You about to Why? And then she said, get this dance. In other words, I'm going to praise him before I see the promise. <laughs> I ain't going to wait until the battle is over. Watch me. Watch me shout right now. Why? I said it, I'll see it. 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 She said, watch me dance in cuffs. I wish some of y'all would put a praise right in this atmosphere and right at your house while you're still dealing with some stuff that's detaining you. Because I prophesy that by someday what's been holding you will not be holding you. Somebody say, get this dance. <laughs> a dance is a celebration. Kara in Hebrew. <laughs> it means I'm celebrating in advance. So for those of you that say, I ain't into all of that, well then listen, then you ain't into celebrating. He didn't say it had to be a good looking dance, he just said dance. Muyla toe. Watch me, watch me. Y'all still with me? Go back to the verse. Go back to the verse, it says, it says, whoever says to this mountain, what's detaining them to the difficult problem, be taken up and thrown into the sea. In other words, leave me alone. You're about to lose your job. Mountain, you were in my, hold on, hold on to him. You were in my way, but because I worked my words, and I believe what I said. I wish you'd stop punking out because you don't see it happen in 20 minutes. I wish you I rebuke every piece of punk that's in anybody watching this tonight. What do you mean by punk? Well, we give up because it didn't happen fast enough. I need you to work your words. Say, I'll see what I said. Say it again. I'll see what I said. And let's borrow a line from Nene saying, and I said what I said. So when they say, you crazy, you ain't going to be no millionaire in your pandemic. I said what I said. When they tell you, you ain't going to make it. I said what I said. When they tell you, you're going to die just like your daddy. I said what I said. Does not doubt in his heart. Now, this whole time, she's doing all of that while detained. That's how you know it's real. Is that while I'm in something that looks nothing like what I'm saying. 
I'm still saying it. While you feel like giving up, you still saying, I'm strong. You're still saying, God got me. You're still saying, I got this. You're still saying, all things are working together. When it looks like nothing is working together, you're still saying, all things work together for the good of them. That. This is how you know it's real. It's not real until you can say it like that. And here's the trip. In areas of your life, you can be free. Be free. In areas of your life, you can be free. But in other areas of your life, you can be locked up. Y'all still here? Does not doubt in his heart and believes what he says will come to pass. Only for those of you who believe you've been speaking some stuff you're about to see. Let me tell you what happened to you. Let me tell you what happened to you. Make this declaration. Say, it's getting ready to happen. You better type that on that screen. Put that on that screen, Colleen. Put that on that screen, Jackie. Say, it's getting ready to happen. It. What's the it? What he said. That's why you got to watch your words when you're detained. Because listen, this is when heaven pays most attention to what you say. Heaven ain't really, listen, heaven pays most attention to what comes out of your mouth when you're in a low place. Because if I'm speaking to a mountain, that means I'm in a valley. A valley is created because of two mountains. So the dip in between, must be the dip in between means that if I'm facing a mountain, which is detaining me, which is a difficult problem, that means I'm presently in a valley. Which means what I say in the valley is more important than what I say on the mountain. See, some of you are like, it's just so hard to say. Let's be honest. It's just so hard to say good stuff when I'm in a low place. Amen. I'm not the only one. There's some stuff, listen, we know we shouldn't say. And that detention is so rough. <laughs> it's rough detention. They don't let you look at no TV. You got to put your head down on the desk. You can't even get no good nap. They won't let you sleep. Y'all don't know nothing about detention. Here's the verse. Let me finish. Here's the verse. It says, it does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he said will come to pass. It will be done for him. What I say in the valley is what I'm going to see. You ready for this next part of the message? You ready for this next part of the message? Say, I got to work my words. She later said this. The video going viral, stay right there, is helping me because it's giving me the breakthrough I so badly needed for so long. I just felt like it was all from God. Her condition when the video was recorded is comparable to Egypt for the Hebrews. Stay with me. Y'all with me? Everybody, when I call them up here, they never know going to get called up. I don't know I'm going to call them up even until I call them up. Y'all ready? Look, Ezekiel 20 and 10. Stay with me. Ezekiel 20 and 10. Watch what it says. So I led them out of the land of Egypt. Say out. out. Of the land of Egypt. When they come out of Egypt, overnight. When was that video recorded? 
night. There's so much prophetic stuff to catch from a video. She didn't know she was a prophet. Watch. So I led them out of the land of Egypt. When? Overnight. And brought them what? Into the wilderness. So one, I work my words. But then when he lets me go, I'm not released into promise. I'm released into wilderness. So once I've got out of detention, now I'm in a wilderness. Come on, come on. I'm in a wilderness. Walk with me. I'm in a wilderness now. Here's how we think it's going to go. You're going to go from this to this. You go from this to God, dog. Maybe it would have been better if I was still over there. Because I knew exactly what was next. Maybe it would have been better if I never ever got saved. Oh, because then, because then I, 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 God, you let me go. You let me go. But you took me to a wilderness. I didn't say nothing about no wilderness. I said more in my next four, not this. What is this? If two plus two is four and five plus five is 10, what is this? You still here? Say, I'll work my words. And then once I come out of detention, I have to work my wilderness. Say with me, I'm almost done. Y'all here? Say, I have to work my wilderness. Deuteronomy 8 and 2. Deuteronomy means say it again. So in the book of Deuteronomy, you see things that were repeated that were in the book of Numbers because literally that's what happened. It is Moses saying it again. Because whenever God has ascertained that you didn't listen the first time, you'll go through it a second time, which means the lesson repeats until the lesson is learned. That's why, watch me, for some of you, your letter seems like a familiar paragraph. But I need you to make this declaration. Say, lesson learned. Deuteronomy 8 and 2. Y'all just stay with me. And you shall remember. Stop. God says, there's some stuff I've taught you that you need to bring to your remembrance. Why get all these notes, get all this word, have all these podcasts, have all this YouTube, all this Facebook, all this stuff that the church makes available for you. And then when you're in your wilderness, you begin to wander. Because the real test of discipline is freedom. When I was detained, I was spoken for. What I was going to do, how I was going to act, how I was going to move. Now that I'm free, I'm in a wilderness, and I have to be careful that I don't begin to wander because there's nobody watching me. Y'all still here? And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness. Now, 40, 40 literally is the biblical number that means wilderness. 
it also means test. Watch this. That he might, so why does he take me to a wilderness after I leave detention? Number one, you need to remember what you were taught. Number two, I need to humble you. Because now that you've seen your words work, you're arrogant. Now that you've paid some debts off, you're starting to get a little beside yourself. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Now that you know some Hebrew and Greek words, now you're starting to think you all that because your knowledge is puffing up. And so now you walk around your job and you're just a Pharisee walking around that job. You a Sadducee walking around that job. You're not encouraging people. You're sending everybody to hell, beating everybody down. I wish you'd say, Lord, I don't need to hurt in order to be humble. Humility means I don't think more of myself than I ought. It doesn't mean I don't think good of myself. It just means I don't think more of myself than I ought. Here's an example. When you feel entitled, you are not humble because you think more of yourself than you ought because you think somebody owes you something. And I wish you could be honest. Let's be honest tonight, y'all. Say, nobody owes me anything. But then not only did I want you to remember, and then I needed to humble you, but then I needed to test you. Here's the thing about tests. The test is designed to see, it says right there in the scripture, what's in your heart or mind. I don't know what's on your mind by how you work your wilderness. To see whether you would keep his commandments or not. So God is like, am I first or not? And the only way I know is to test you. Are you going to be faithful in your giving or not? Like, I'm not going back and forth with you about this. Like, what are you going to do? Some of y'all negotiate with people who didn't have anything to offer. (laughs) Got to be careful that you're not in a negotiation with all the benefit comes from one side. That's a lesson for somebody. You'll catch it later. I don't have to negotiate when the benefit's not from you. There's a horse and water in every equation. Not knowing which one you are will make you negotiate improperly. It's a business lesson. Totally free. God doesn't negotiate with us because he's the water. God is like, I'm not negotiating with you. I mean, do what you're going to do. You're grown. But why did it take them 40 years? Because year after year, they wandered. Come on, no, no, come on. No, no, you ain't locked up no more. You're free. You're free, but watch me. But you're still restless. You're restless. Because you have no sense of focus. You have no sense of focus because you have no sense of purpose. You have no sense of purpose because you told him to lose his job, but you never got to work. You're good at telling your problems to go. You're just not good at starting after the problem's gone. You're good at saying, Lord, get me out of this. Then it gets you out of it, and you find the same person and get back into it. Mm. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. We're good at saying you are about to lose your job. But tonight, I'm here to tell you, you are about to get to work. Come on in here, y'all. I need you to know God has brought you this far, not just because you were able to tell your problem it's about to lose its job, but you're about to get you a job. Let's go. You're about to get to work. 
so God says, I'm not negotiating with you. So here's the last part to this. He says, I need you to work your wilderness. Let's go back to the verse. He says, I need you to work your wilderness. What did I teach you? Do you need to hurt some more or are you humble now? You need another test? You want, you want another one? I got tests for days. Bishop, what were the tests? The tests were when they, watch me, the tests like this. They didn't have water. God says, now listen, are you going to work your words? You know what they did? Moses, you have brought us into thine wilderness. It would have been better for us to have stayed in detention because Pharaoh gave us water we don't have nothing to drink out here. And God is like, are you serious? So you think I got you out of that to get you out here so you could die of thirst? You thought I got you through that bad situation to a place you never thought you'd be, which is having joy. So that you die from depression? So, where's the test? When you lack what you want. Okay. Give me another one ready. What's the test, Bishop? When what I want, I don't have. Um, why was water all of a sudden a big deal? How he, had he been providing water? He had been providing it. He changed how he was going to provide it. And now because he changed the how, you think that he stopped the what? Can we be honest tonight, Wednesday? I'm almost done. So here's another test. They said, we're hungry, Moses. Moses, you've brought us out to this wilderness. Look, like, see, look, Moses, let me tell you something. Mo look, because I would have said, I'm just what I would have done, probably, because it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback. This is what I think I would have done. I brought you out here to kill you. Dude, you begged God. Your daddy begged God. His daddy begged God. His daddy begged God. God heard you. And now you out here, and this is how you finna talk to me? I would have Nino Brown him. I would have had some Rottweilers coming there. He would have been Christopher Williams. I would have took that knife right through his hand. I'm just, okay, excuse me, that's too real. I would have prayed for him. With, with bloody hands, with the blood of the... <laughs> Moses, you brought us out here to kill us in this wilderness. It would have been better for us. God is offended when you reminisce about what you prayed to get out of. It offends God when you sitting up reminiscing over what you prayed to not be in. So God says, okay, Gabriel, Michael, Nim, look. Y'all give them angel food, manna 
means angel food. Let manna fall from heaven. How are we going to give it to him, Lord? Just let it fall. Just let it rain down on me. Just let it fall. So they wake up in the morning. They're like, what is this? That's what they said. What is this? Manna. God says, it's angels. This is what they eat. I'm going to feed you what the servants eat since you didn't want to eat what the sons eat. Because the angels are the servants. You were supposed to be my son, but since you want to talk to me like that, you can eat what the servants eat. Let that be a lesson that when you get ungrateful, you get downgraded. I need you to take 20 seconds and let God know you're grateful for everything he's done for you. Come on, everybody in this building and online. God, we are grateful. We don't need to be downgraded. We don't need to be reduced. We don't want what the servants get. We are your sons. We are your daughters. And we are grateful. Come on, say, I'm grateful. So let's finish. So let's finish. So now they're wandering. They're picking up the manna, and they're storing it up for days because they don't trust that he's going to provide. So rather than sowing it to somebody else, hmm, they were selfish with their seed. So God says, let it mold. So then here's another day. Moses! Notice. Listen, if you're a leader, you need to get used to being held responsible for stuff you don't have nothing to do with. <laughs> People will hold you accountable for stuff. You're like, what? I... <laughs> Moses! That's how they said it. <laughs> Moses! <laughs> That's how Dathan from Ten Commandments, I hate his voice. Moses! <laughs> you have brought us out. We have no meat to eat. Moses like, so in Egypt you have meat? You had the leftovers from what Pharaoh threw away as slops. You had scraps. I was trying to change your palate. Because in your next four, you ain't going to get the leftovers. You're going to get the main course. I wish you'd work your words. Say no more leftovers. I, I got to finish. So God's like, okay, fine. What you want? What you want to eat? Michael, come here. No, no, you ain't Michael. You, I'm talking to Michael, the angel. Oh, these are ladies right there. So Michael. Come on, you're going to be Michael for a minute. Come on. Come on. Michelle, there you go. <laughs> Michelle is Hebrew. Michael is Hebrew for Michelle. <laughs> I'm just saying. They want something to eat. Singular. I can't trust them with a the bigger bird because they don't even realize to eat meat when they've been on the diet they've been on requires them to get ready for it. So if I don't start them small, and I give them too much too soon, they'll vomit it. So send them some quail. So Michelle brings some quail. Michelle brings some quail. Michelle brings some quail. Michelle brings some quail. Hey, Michelle brings some quail. There we go. All right, here we go. Y'all know we'll make a song in a minute. 
we ought to have a whole soundtrack of just stuff we just. Now look. So they eating. They're eating. They're eating. And then while they're eating, they're complaining. This all he did. You asked to be used by God. Now you've been given a seat to lead and you're sloppy with it? What? So God said, Michelle, in our version, send so much quail. Let the quail multiply when they eat it. So that when they're eating it, it comes out of their nose. Now I'm trying to figure that out. Read your Bible. It says out of their nostrils. I'm trying to figure that out. Like what tube? <laughs> like how did that happen? I get it going down the wrong tube. That's a little piece of cartilage right there. I get that. But how it go up the wrong tube? So here it was. It was a miracle of judgment. It was what shouldn't be natural will happen to you. Because when I tested you, this is how you responded. And even when I gave you what you asked for, you still weren't grateful. You said, Lord, just give me a place to live. I gave that to you. And now you won't even clean it. Y'all ain't going to talk. Let me move on. Look, Lord, make me successful. I made you very successful. When people look at you, they see, well, what does he, what does he do? What does she, what does she do? And you don't even give me glory. You tell them you did this. Say, work my words. Say, but work my wilderness. So here's how you work with wilderness. I got to quit. Deuteronomy 8 and 2. And you shall remember. Say, Lord, I remember. Say, Lord, I'm humble. Say, I passed the test. And I'll keep your word. Which leads me to the final point. Acts 7.38. King James Version. This is he that was in the church. Where were they at? In the wilderness. So when we read what we just read in Deuteronomy about the children of Israel, what did God call them? The church. Where did they find church? In the wilderness. You'll catch it. Where do I become most spiritual? In the wilderness. Say, I'm working my wilderness. See, this, your wilderness is when you learn to pray them fire prayers. Come on. Your wilderness is where you learn to worship and you shocked yourself because you were like, did I just run across this? I'm not even a runner, but I got up and run. Your wilderness is when you worship in such a way that it surprises you. Somebody say, I'm working my wilderness. Huh? So they are the church and they build the church. They are the church and they build the church. Where did they do this? In the wilderness. So here's the third point of tonight's message, and we out of here. Y'all all right? Work your witness. Somebody said, let's get to work. I'm going to work my words. <laughs> I'm going to work my wilderness. And then I got to work my witness because I was supposed to get spiritual in the wilderness. Not just for me but to go get some other people. Many Christians fall away because they think they're just saved from something. I'm saved from hell. 
I'm saved from the devil. Okay, bye. <laughs> I'm saved from eternal damnation. But we're saved for something. I'm not just saved from something. I've been saved for something. Come on, can you say that with me? I'm not just saved from something. I'm saved for something. So let's wrap this thing up. Can you pick this up for me? Pick that up for me. You get the other side real fast. I'm going to show you. Because you're going to switch from you about to lose your job to you about to get to work. Ready? All right. She starts out doing sex work to survive. She starts out homeless. She starts out addicted. She starts out estranged from her son. What's his name? Juju. Say that's how she starts. Say all of it's linked and part of her letter. You are a letter. A living epistle. So even the parts of the link that are totally your fault God says, I'm going to use it. None of it will be wasted. Say, nothing is wasted. Come on, y'all give me 30 seconds. We out of here. Say, nothing is wasted. So I'm going to take what happened to you as a little girl, what happened to your family, what happened with your daddy, what happened with your mama, what happened with your cousin, what happened at school, that night at prom. All of this is connected, and now you're here. And you're trying to deal and cope with the realities of your life. So you go to club, I think it was called Diamond something. You go to the club because you want to escape the reality of your chain. Because you don't see that your chain was used to be to a connector, not a restriction. <laughs> This got me here. It wasn't keeping me bound up. This got me to God. It wasn't trying to keep me from God. This made me spiritual. It wasn't trying to keep me from that. Y'all still here? So now you're here. And you at the club. You dancing. You living it up. And while you're in the club, living it up, the club closes. Because at a certain point, God puts you out of what you don't belong in. For some of y'all, the reason they rejected you is because that was the club for you. Shut up. The reason that certain people said, I don't want to fool with you no more, is because God says to you, God says, listen, that is your distraction. And you no longer deserve to be in your distraction. I need you to give God glory for the stuff that put you out. For the people that blocked you on social media. Ah! For the people that don't call you back. Why? God says, I will have your distraction to put you out. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I'll have your distraction to put you out. So the distraction puts her out. Baby girl comes back to get her purse. The, the mountain says, leave. She's like, but I left my purse. I left what was of value to me in my distraction. I was so distracted I forgot where my value was. 
So baby girl, ask the second time. Can I get my purse? Y'all just flow with us, okay? I know he's not a girl, okay? Come on. He says, no. She says, why not? I know she did. I could see it. So he says, now you're trespassing because you don't belong in this distraction. And whenever you won't pay attention to where you don't belong, God will force you out of it. So now she's detained. But she still got this chain. <laughs> Y'all still with me? I'm closing it. So God says, work your words. And what does he say? You about to lose your job. What does he say? You about to lose your job. What does he say? You about to lose your job. What does he say? You about to lose your job. She works her words. He lets her go. But now when he lets her go, there's a wilderness. And in the wilderness, what does God want to do? I want to test you. I want to see what you learned over there. I sent you into the wilderness with some money, though. I want to see how you're going to spend it. Children of Israel came out of Egypt rich. She had $30,000 for her when the, viral, when the video went viral, if you missed Sunday's message. In other words, I'm going to put you in your wilderness, but I'm going to hook you up before I put you there. Because I want to see how you're going to act when I give you, watch me, more than you expected. And for some of y'all, you thought that, oh my God, yes, Lord, I heard you. You thought that was your breakthrough. That wasn't your breakthrough. That was some spending money for the wilderness. That wasn't even your harvest. I need for those of you that just heard what I just said. That wasn't even your full blessing. That wasn't even your full breakthrough. Somebody say, but my harvest is on the way. You thought that job was it. That's just the beginning. That was just for the wilderness. You thought the car was it. That's just for the wilderness. You thought the debt being paid off was it. That's just for the wilderness. God, dog. That blessed me. In other words, God says, that wasn't nothing. That was a little spending money. While you in the wilderness, this ain't even it for you. I know you bought the house. That ain't it. You're about to have one in Denver and Atlanta. I... God, dog, that's good to me. Whoa, that's good to me. Somebody said I was spending money. All right, let me finish. I got to finish. I'm way over time. I was supposed to be done 30 minutes ago. Y'all all right? You come because you know you're going to eat. That's why you come. I just want to hook you up before you go. You know how you had that, that grandmama that every time you came in the house, you could have said, Mama, I just ate. You know, take some of these sandwiches, baby. Come on. Take a plate. When you come to harvest, I want you to eat and take a plate. So I know I may teach a little long on Wednesdays. That's just because when you're on Thursday, I want you to be sitting at your desk. On Friday, I want you to be sitting at your desk. Because everybody know the macaroni and cheese ain't real good until it's about two or three days old. I wish. 
Somebody holler, I'm taking a plate tonight, huh? I could do little short 10-minute messages, but I just want you to eat and have a plate. All right? So here, let me finish. Let me finish. So now in the wilderness. God says, work your wilderness. I'm going to test you. I'm going to humble you. In other words, I'm going to get you ready. I'm going to get you ready. The wilderness is to be worked to get you ready. The wilderness is to be worked to get you ready. And then God says, now I want you to work your witness. Because once I get you ready, wherever I put you has one purpose. 2 Corinthians 5.20, it's on the screen. You are an ambassador for Christ. As God was making his appeal through who? Say your name. God says, I had you to work your wilderness after working your words because now I need for you to work your witness. You are not where you are just to clock in, get a check, and leave. Look at me. And if you treat it like that, you will stay there even when you won't out. Why? Because God says you haven't worked your witness. Nobody even knows that you are a Christian. They don't know you go to church. They don't know you worship. You ain't shared no messages. You ain't sent to no YouTubes. You ain't said that you ain't even offered to pray for. You ain't even offered to pray over their food. As far as you're concerned, I ain't here to deal with these people. And God says, that's why I'm not letting you out. I sent you there to be a witness. I did not send you there for your own personal comforts. I did not send you there for you to just stay in your little silo, stay in your little circle, because I don't want to deal with these people at church. I got to deal with them at work. This is not about you. Don't y'all get quiet on me now. You are an ambassador. I need you to work your witness. Question, church, who knows Jesus because you've worked your witness? And I'm not saying that there's nobody. What I'm saying is you should be able to say, Jackie, Darlene, Shirley. <laughs> now let me introduce the guys to you. Tyrell, he's the first. <laughs> That's not available, though. All right, I'm going to introduce my male characters over time. All right, Frost. <laughs> Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Who knows Jesus because of you? I ain't really, I ain't really vocal about my faith. You know, it's real private to me. Yeah, you don't treat your little business like that. You tell everybody what you do. We got to tell you not to put your cards on people's cars in the parking lot. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. I'm just private about my faith. If you don't speak up, people will think that Christianity is like the people who say they speak for all Christians. Come on, come on. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people who say they're speaking for Jesus. Please say amen so I don't have to go as deep into someone. And they'll say that's how all Christians are. And you and I get an opportunity to say, no, that's how they are. But everybody, all churches are not the same. Every Christian is not the same. We are not a monolith. 
But if you don't say something, if you don't work your witness, then people will think that the only Christianity there is is what they see on cable news. And they'll say, if this is what Christians support, and if this is what Christians believe, and if this is how Christians act, well, I don't want that. And how many of you, let's just be honest, I'll have you shout in a minute, you know people who their perception of Christianity and Jesus is based off of what they've seen on TV. And now they think that's how Christians, I don't want that. So Christians support that? Christians, Christians are for that? Christians back that? Please say amen so I can keep this as clean as I can. Because God says you won't work your witness. Say, Lord, I'm working my witness. So I want to challenge us all. Ready? I want you to just get three names on your mind of people you know that don't know the Lord or that have fallen away from the Lord. We prayed about this on Monday, and we're going to hit this tonight. Um, you got your names? I just want you to get three names. Thank you all. I'll keep this stuff. It's my shash. Prophesying Hawaii. soon as they prof- uh, forecast snow, I'm working my words. And I'm like, I ain't seen Bishop on social media. He's not here. He gone. <laughs> you got your three names? Say, Lord, I'm working my witness. I'm placed where I am to be a witness for you. I'm an ambassador. My life is to reflect your goodness. My life is to reflect your grace. I'll work my words. I'll work my wilderness. And I'll work my witness. What I've been through has one goal. To get people to you. In Jesus' name. I pray for every name that just came to your mind that the Holy Spirit will begin to draw them. From wherever they're at, whatever they're dealing with, whatever they're facing, that the Lord will begin to draw them. Harvest, we have to be a church where we are passionate about seeing people come to the Lord digitally and as we continue to gradually reopen this building. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts 
to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.